before we get started, I want to take a minute to ask you for your help. Since 2014, Ascension has been creating free Catholic YouTube videos, podcasts, and articles to help people like you discover the truth and beauty of our Catholic faith. Ascension releases 18 free videos. There's 18 free videos and podcasts every single week, and we've reached millions of people with the message of God's love. Now, while this content is free to consume, it's not free to make. So to help offset the increasing cost of production, we're asking for financial support to continue bringing this life-changing content to people who are searching for Christ. If you or someone you know has personally benefited from our work here at Ascension, please consider financially supporting this podcast and our channel. Any amount is truly appreciated and will go towards things like Ascension Presents, YouTube channel, The Bible in Your Podcast, and Ask Father Josh. To make a gift, please visit ascensionpress.com support or click the link in the description. Again, this uh, that's ascensionpress.com slash support. And whether you're able to support us financially or not, please keep our entire team in your prayers. What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the question and answer podcast show where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint and you walk toward eternity. You can ask me anything and everything about our Catholic faith from morality to spirituality, whether it's a question about everyday life or what we believe as Catholics, I'm here to help you find answers. If you're a first time listener, be sure to follow the podcast. You can hit me up with your own questions and comments at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. You can share us on your social media pages. If the show is helpful for you, it might be helpful for others. And if you want to receive show notes and any updates about the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the email list by texting Ask Father Josh at 33777. Uh, today's show is a special show in preparation for Palm Sunday which is this upcoming weekend. Uh, and we have a question that comes in from Anonymous. And it's a two-part question. The question um, is going to be about the readings during the Palm Sunday liturgy and also um, who can participate in, in reading those readings for the Palm Sunday liturgy. But before we get to that great question, I want to share with you a glory story. Glory story is man. I'm just so, so grateful for for the team at Ascension. We, yeah, we have so many projects that we do, and uh, when we do these projects together, it oftentimes brings me together with people who I've grown to just really see as my family. People who I've worked with now since I've been ordained a priest in some cases, and yeah, it's just a great gift to be able to pray with them and work with them from a distance and then once or twice a year we're able to get together in person and they just share the fruits of our prayer the fruits of our labor with each other and hopefully build god's kingdom together recently i was able to get together with our rejoice program team as we filmed our latest advent series i know it's lent lenten season but we filmed the advent series during lent and uh and we met in the weeks leading up to this series uh, for prayer and for dialogue and 
for communal discernment and the spirit of God. When, when me and Father Mark and Sister Josephine get together and pray, I, the Father Mark Toops from the Diocese of Humble Thibodeau, Sister Josephine Garrett from the Holy Family, Sister of Nazareth. When we get together and pray, it's just like the Holy Spirit comes down and it is so powerful to, to see how quick the Lord moves and how clearly he makes his plan is known to us. And, uh, and then we were able to gather together and, and film in Folsom, Louisiana recently. And we laughed so much. We laughed, we cut up, we prayed, we shared the fruit of our prayer and even the Lord as he came down. And so the, the glory story was as we were praying in preparation for this particular program, like I spent a lot of time in you know, personal prayer leading up to it, but I always tell the Lord, if you have something that you want me to say, I'll give you permission, even if it's at the last minute, even if I think I've discerned what you want me to say, at the last minute, you have permission, God, to change the direction I'm going, and you have permission. Like, this is your project, this is your program, this is for your people. It's not my project, it's not my program, it's not my people, they're yours, it's yours. And so I, I give the Lord permission, and as Father Mark uh, began to read scripture to us, and, uh, yeah, the Lord just kind of came down and I perceived him say, Josh, I want you to say something totally different than what you were planning on saying. And it was really, really beautiful. It was really cool. And, and just, yeah, he's been doing that, I would say somewhat a lot more often than he's done in the past. But it's been beautiful just to, just to trust that, yeah, the Father, this is his church. And um, yeah, and so it was, it was a gift as I was with my friends to just trust that I could go wherever the Lord was, I was perceiving the Lord take me. Um, and for, for the good of the people that are going to watch this program, uh, this new, it's going to be really good. The New Rejoice program is all about the interior life. It's all about silence and encountering God in silence. And yeah, it's, I think it's just it's super different. Um, they're all different, but this one, special, real special. So yeah, it was just great. It was a gift to be with my friends and then to, to laugh. We laughed so, so, so much. Um, and that was... That was a joy, particularly as we lead into the passion of Christ, which is always a heartbreaking, uh, it's, it's a glorious, right? It's a glorious story because it's the story of our redemption, but it's also just piercing to the heart to, to, to see what Jesus had to go through for the love of us. So yeah, I enjoyed laughing um, as I've been preparing my heart for this upcoming weekend's liturgy, the passion um, and the Palm Sunday readings. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's question. All right, all right, all right. So today's question is all about Palm Sunday, which is super appropriate because that's the liturgy that we are celebrating this upcoming weekend and all of our masses across the nation. So our question today comes in from Anonymous. And Anonymous writes this, why is it that we read those readings of the Passion during Palm Sunday that we read during the Holy Triduum? They're like back to back. And is it appropriate for lay people to read the person of Christ? whenever we read the readings in the liturgy? That's a really great question from Anonymous. So the first reason is this. So if you go to the Triduum liturgies, the Mass of the Lord's Supper, the Good Friday service, you will notice that the readings are very similar to uh, that which we read in Palm Sunday Mass. Uh, the reason is because not everyone goes to the, um, the Holy Thursday Mass, the Mass of the Lord's Supper. Not everybody's going to go to Good Friday liturgy. Some people don't go because of work. Some people don't go because it's not um, 
they're not holy days of obligation. Like it's really good to go to them. I would encourage people to go, but like Ash Wednesday, Holy Thursday, and Good Friday are not holy days of obligation, right? Easter Sunday certainly is, right? Every Sunday is, whether you go to the Easter Vigil Mass or the Easter Sunday Mass, like, but but not Thursday and Friday. And so if you don't go on Thursday or Friday of Holy Week, then you're gonna miss out on the Passion narrative, the Passion of our Lord, which is the story of, of, of our salvation, right? His Passion and His death. And so the church in her wisdom recognizes that because not as many people are able to go to those masses for so many different reasons and those services on Good Friday, uh, we should have an opportunity to go to Sunday Mass, which is where we're going to get the biggest crowd of people uh, who could be impacted by those particular readings from the Word of God, the readings of the Passion of Jesus Christ, which are read on, on Palm Sunday. Now, as we read the Passion on Palm Sunday, you'll notice something different about this liturgy is that they're typically in a lot of parishes, not always, but there are different readers. And so there's a priest, and if he has a deacon, his deacon, and there's a person who might read the role of the people, or maybe even the entire congregation might read the role of the different people. Uh, different parishes do it in different ways. But when it comes to the readings, uh, the priest is the proper person to read the voice of Christ. The deacon can be the narrator or another person, another lector, a male or a female in the parish can be that lector as the role of the narrator um, and or as the role of the people, the other people in the, the, the passages that we read from the word of God. But the proper person to read uh, the person of Christ is the priest who is ordained in the person of, of Christ, the head. And so even though we are all members of the body of Christ by virtue of our baptism, uh, it is the priest's role um, to read that of Christ the priest in the gospel. So it's a great question. Um, I, I love, yeah, it, it, I would encourage you. One practice that you might find helpful is to go on the USCCB's website and look at the readings and meditate on them, read them, contemplate them, talk to God about them prior to the mass. Sometimes the mass can be a lot. There could be people who uh, it's just mass is not it's not a personal prayer and so it's not supposed to be this very quiet it's not adoration of the blessed sacrament you're not in an adoration chapel you're not in your personal prayer room it's a communal prayer so it's going to be loud it's going to be noisy there are going to be things about it that are going to be difficult to focus and so I encourage you because it's such an important liturgy to actually read the Palm Sunday readings before you go to church spend time with the word focus on his passion on his love for you and then after that go into the mass with your family with your friends by yourself with the Lord to enter into that liturgy. So we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back, I'm gonna dive into a saint for the show who for me is a saint who's very much connected to the passion. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz. I am the host of the Catechism in a Year podcast. If you've been following along with us, you know that God's plan for us is a plan of sheer goodness that he wants to bring us into a relationship with him. You know that already. One of the ways that God actually brings us into this relationship and keeps us, sustains us in this relationship is through the sacraments. Again, you might know that already. You might further know that so many of us miss out on the beauty and the power of the sacraments. But Ascension has an answer to this. Ascension has created two new programs. One is called Renewed, Your Journey Towards First Reconciliation. The second is Received, Your Journey Towards First Holy Communion. We know that our youth, they're our future. And yet at the same time, it's so hard oftentimes to reach them with this incredible news of God's love for them in reconciliation, God's love for them in the Eucharist. If you want to check out Ascension's new program, 
renewed your journey towards first reconciliation and received your journey towards first communion, go to ascensionpress.com and sign up for a free preview. And we're back. Just a quick reminder, you can send me your own questions at www.essentialpress.com slash Josh. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. And you can you can also share on your social media pages. If the show's good for you, it might be good for other people as well. Our saint for today is a saint from the 1600s. Her name is Venerable Mary Vergreta. She's not a canonized saint yet. She's on her path to becoming canonized. But she is... Actually, after my conversion back to the, my reversion back to the Catholic Church when I was a teenager, after my encounter with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament at Steuben of the South, the very first book that I ever read, Catholic book that is, was The Mystical City of God by Venerable Mary of Agredom. What had happened was is I went to a bookstore and I was trying to devour as much as I could about the Catholic faith as I was coming back home to the church that I was baptized in. And I misread the back of this book and I thought it said something about Luther and his rebellion. And I was very much drawn to the Protestant community at that time. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, I want to understand a mystical reason why Luther left the church. But it was really Lucifer's rebellion uh, and that, that the book was talking about. And so I, I bought the book and I started reading it. And I'm reading about the, these mystical writings about heaven and about Adam and Eve and the devil and then Jesus and Mary. I'm like, when's it going to get to Luther? Uh, to Luther? But I realized shortly after I got pretty far into the book <laughs> that this was not about Luther, it was about Lucifer. And um, yeah, I just, I devoured that book and I read it multiple times uh, in my teenage years. And it was written by this woman named Venerable Mary of Agreta. She was a, a nun, a Franciscan sister who wore this blue habit. Uh, and she entered the convent at a young age. She became the abbess of that convent. A lot of her family entered the religious life as well. Times were a lot different back then. I believe her mom entered the same order. She entered her brother and father entered another order. So it was just different times, different rules back in those days. A little bit different from today. Uh, but she wasn't very educated. But even though she wasn't very educated, the Lord chose her to to be his instrument to to receive these these revelations about his life allegedly and the life of Mary allegedly. And um, it's just really beautiful. She writes about the passion and she writes about what happened from her perspective of what she perceives in prayer. Again, she's not infallible. She's not totally inspired by the Holy Spirit. Her writings are not without error, but they are, um, they are something I think that are worth pondering uh, if we find it beneficial for our salvation and for the build up of the kingdom of God. But she wrote specifically about the passion and about the passion of Christ. And um, yeah, just her perspective was something that I, I consider to be very, powerful and very beautiful. She also bilocated. She uh, came to our continent here in North America and she evangelized the indigenous men and women who were already here. Uh, and she shared the, the rosary with them and she talked about uh, Jesus with them. And so a lot of them already knew how to pray the rosary before Catholic missionaries ever stepped foot on their soil because she, Venerable Mary Vergreta, appeared here through bilocation. Uh, to them. She was in two places at once. So there's a lot of really cool things about her life. Again, she wasn't perfect. Her writings aren't perfect, but I do think that they're interesting. And for me, at least, they were very helpful for a season to read, to better engage in the passion of Jesus, which I don't think we could spend enough time on earth contemplating. So Venerable Mary Regrita, we invite you, our sister in Christ, pray for us. I hope you all have a very blessed and holy Palm Sunday, and I can't wait to help you enter into 
Yeah, the Trito next week. Until then, God bless. Mm-hmm.